Welcome to Random Rewards, the one and only, the beautiful, the most exciting and most fun gamification show. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> Our intro jingle. <laughs> Welcome to Random Rewards, the podcast where we discuss how to make business more fun with gamification. So how does this work, Chris? I'm glad you asked. How it works is we open by discussing a game, then we de deconstruct how that game motivates users, and then we brainstorm on the fly of how to solve a random business problem. So that means we don't know what business we're gonna be talking about. This is the random reward that you as a listener get to hear. Today, yes. uh, what game are we talking about? We are going to talk about Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, very, very exciting. And if you'd like <laughs> us to discuss a particular game, send us an email at randomrewards at octalysisgroup.com. That's correct, Chris. Yeah, so let's, let's get into it. Um, what's interesting is, so, so Breath of the Wild is a fairly beloved Zelda game. Um, from the reviews I read, I was a lot of people's game of the year a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I really love it. But you were saying that you actually, there are some things that you don't like about it. Controversies. Yes, yes. yes. So we're going to talk about those controversies. And please don't hate us about that. Everyone has their own opinion, right? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> uh, I guess if you haven't, if you don't know what Breath of the Wild is, it's, it's the latest Zelda game that was released for the Nintendo Switch. And... The difference with this Zelda game is that it's fully open world. Um, other games that are kind of open world, like Ocarina of Time and, and uh, Twilight Princess, still have a lot of linearity. There's the quests are still directing you to go to one place or another. Mm -hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild does not have that um, hardly at all. After the first tutorial missions, you're kind of just left to go discover the world and uh, what I really like about it is if there's a mountain in the background, you can climb that mountain, assuming you have the stamina to be able to do it. So, And you don't fall down, right, yeah, like I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or you get electrocuted. Um, mm. And uh, I really, so, so it's very, it's, the whole world is accessible to you. You could literally go fight the end boss, assuming you had the skill, and people, many people have done that. So the game makers are essentially uh, making the game not on rails at all. And they give you access to the whole game essentially up front. So you're saying this is something that you really like about this game, right? I do, yeah. I, I, I like that. Well, one of the things I really like is that it doesn't tell you, it not only doesn't tell you where to go, you don't even have like markers on the map. So on your map, your map is like not filled in when the game starts. And mm -hmm. when all you have is your curiosity that's directing you, say, oh, what is that? There's a tower off in the distance. What is that? I don't know. And mm -hmm. you go off and, and, and visit it. And why I like it is because it's so different than other open world games where you have all these markers on the map. Go here, go do this. There's a collectible, there's a quest, there's a this, there's a that. And for me, that becomes kind of overwhelming in a sense because it feels like it's this endless to-do list. Mm -hmm. And so this is it's, yeah. never, it's never done. So this is what? This is actually what kind of puts me off the game. 
after a while. So actually the onboarding, it was kind of overwhelming in the beginning, Yeah, but it was still predictable and kind of, I could find, figure out what I can do and sort of like the, the whole mechanics, like how I do certain things. And that was exciting. That was still fine. But then mm, it comes to this like really open world, right? And yeah. you go to certain places, you explore, and that's still really exciting. And I've found the artwork especially so incredible, right? It, it's beautiful and it's so immersive and you feel like, wow, this is so much to explore. That's, that's so exciting. But then after a while, when I'm like sort of blindly walking around, running around, doing certain quests... And then realize that I walked in the wrong direction for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Then I get really frustrated and then I quit the game and I don't play it for maybe two, three weeks. Yeah. And then I maybe go back because I feel like, oh, it was really a nice game. Like it's a really beautiful scenery and I would actually like to explore more. Mm. But on long term, there was just not enough um, desired actions in the game for me to say like, hey, go this direction. Gives me a little bit of um, like direction to where to go, which earlier games had, right? As you said in in the beginning. Yeah. Mm. And that made me almost like feel very nervous and sort of like stressed out. So in the long term this game didn't work for me because of that reason. It's a, that kind this kind of game design is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it's very freeing. And on the other hand, it's not like holding, it's not supporting you really. Mm. Like you are, you are free to fail and lose your way and not know what to do next. And yeah. And it has, all a, it, it has a lot of core drive three uh, empowerment of creativity and feedback. But yeah. for me, not enough quarter of two development and accomplishment. Yeah. And so that's really interesting because we when we think of the core drives and, and sort of what the optimum core drives are for any experience. First of all, uh, it really depends on the user types because mm-hmm. every experience is played by a user. And if the experience is not engineered to appeal to that user type, then the experience is not is going to fail for that user type. And so mm-hmm. it sounds like we are slightly different user types where you want to be a little bit more, uh, like you said, a little more directed, a little more nudged in the right direction, have a purpose, have a mission, have a structure. And, and I'm a little bit more towards the, you know, give me a blank canvas and let me play around kind of, Mm. kind of user. It's kind of interesting because I always thought of myself as like highly quarter of three driven, yeah. But I think because I'm more of a chaotic person and I don't, I'm not very good at structuring things for myself a lot of times. It's good to have somebody that actually helps me with that structure. So, yeah. I think we need to really think about the, uh, the user types or player types. Yeah. Very carefully, actually, sometimes, because when I would probably when I would do a player type um, that is highly driven by quarter F3, it would be somebody like me. But actually, it is not really the reality of how people are really motivated. So I think that's a very interesting finding here. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it reminds me of this concept of, you know, you think you will if you have unlimited uh, ability to create that you will create something you'll mm-hmm. be motivated to create but it's actually limitations that make us motivated to create yeah if you sit mm-hmm. down and write and at a blank piece of paper and you know you say i can write anything that's pretty demotivating <laughs> I don't write i don't write anything <laughs> i don't write anything yeah i can and so i won't Mm-hmm. Um, but if you say, okay, I'm going to write a poem and it's going to be 10 lines long and it's going to be about the seasons. Exactly. Now you have enough structure that now your, your creativity is allowed to flourish. I kind of think of mm-hmm. it like, um, you're building a fire. If your fire, it doesn't have a structure of logs, then the fire won't catch. It won't have like mm-hmm. the right place to move through to catch to the logs. If you just like try to light a fire with a bunch of pieces of wood on the ground, then there's no spark. There's no creativity that can move. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's also why the Octasis framework works so well. It gives you like the structure of how to, like how you can start thinking about certain things, but it doesn't tell you exactly what you need to do. Like step one, step two, step three, it gives you a framework, right? About how to, how to think about certain motivations of people. Yeah, shameless plug, but uh, a lot of people go about gamification by just trying to like just slap game techniques onto their experience mm. and hope that it's going to be fun. Yeah. And that is a little bit like you trying to, you know, sitting at a blank piece of paper and Write a just poem. writing whatever you can, right? And Write a poem of the year. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now I'm going to write the next great American novel. I don't know what mm-hmm. it's going to be about or where it's going to end or any of that. Exactly. But, but the Octalysis framework gives you that gives you that support uh, every step of the process. Exactly. So what what other core drives? We've identified there's a lot of core drive three, uh, empowerment and creativity and feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, Core drive seven as well. Core drive seven, that's right. Unpredictability and curiosity. curious the whole time. Mm. The the game is meant to just pique your curiosity always. There's Mm -hmm. actually a great um, video about the design of this uh, Mm -hmm. where... They actually, like, they specifically designed it such that you could always see something in the distance. Yeah, and I love it how you can see, like, towers, like you said, or you can see something sparkling. There's also these, like, sparkling things, like the apples, for example, or those mushrooms and things. And that it's also, like, different sceneries. Like, you have that Iceland, and then you have different rules in that Mm -hmm. Iceland, right? You Mm -hmm. you get... um, that's almost like quarter of eight there, loss and yeah. avoidance. Cause yeah. You, or yeah, also scarcity and impatience because you have a sort of like a countdown timer and you have a, like mm-hmm. the health goes down as further you go into the cold, um, the cold weather, the cold uh, yeah. mountain. Yeah. And then, but then you can eat the chilies, right? To, yeah. to get warm or build a fire and, and warm yourself on the fire. I, I think so you're right. I think you're right that the core drive eight loss and avoidance is really heavy in this game because this game teaches you through failure. Mm, you say yeah. you like walk into a grove full of enemies that you're not prepared to attack and they just kill you. And and I, the game says, well, you learned. Don't walk into yeah. that grove. You know, yeah. maybe walk around and, and survey your area beforehand or maybe go about this more intelligently. Drop a boulder down totally. here and kill them and don't go, take them head on. And it's actually something I like in the game 
that how quarter of eight is built. Like you don't need to start from the get go. You no. just need to like um, you just respawn basically um, nearby where you were uh, where you were saving yourself. I can't remember yes. how it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you don't need to like. Sometimes you need to go quite far, but you never need to go like super, super, super far. So that's yeah. something I quite like about the game. Yeah, exactly. And there's, there's, I really like that it's a systemic game. So there's interesting systems that operate outside. They, they operate holistically, I guess is the best way to put it. So, mm-hmm. so you, the electricity is a thing and it attaches to metal objects, no matter what they are. And there are shrines in the game. Uh, and we'll talk about the shrines a little mm-hmm. bit more in a second. But in mm-hmm. the sh- in the shrines, for example, you you might have a problem you're trying to solve, and there's like an, you're trying to attach electrical currents. You're trying to take a, one current and attach it to another object and get the electricity to move across. You are supposed to do that using the tools you find in the shrine, the objects you find in the shrine. But you can also throw down a succession of metal weapons. Mm. And it will still work because metal is a universal uh, property for all objects. And any objects that are metal, you can also use that power called magnesis Mm. that operates any metal object. So metal doors, metal, anything. And you can use this. So so the creativity in this game is insane because you can find different interesting ways to combine these systems. And it actually makes it more engaging in the way as well that you don't have just one solution right Mm, because sometimes i remember when i when i played uh what was that um mm, i can't remember the game Mm, tomb raider tomb raider yeah but like really early version i remember i would fail at something just 10,000 times and I could not figure out how to get there because there was just one little tiny thing that you needed to do that you you could not do anything else than that yeah and then you're just stuck right but if you have multiple ways of getting through something it's much yeah it feels way more accomplishing and it gives you more creativity yeah even the jump Jumping in Tomb Raider was terrible. Like you, you had to exactly jump specifically, like mm. with the right pixel perfect, mm-hmm. so you didn't fall. And yeah, you had yeah, to yeah. jump out, and you had to hold the grab button to like grab onto the side. Exactly. That game was so difficult. <laughs> so difficult. But that's all we had, right? It's like these these really bad three D games. And it was really slow that time too. Like so it was just freeze while you're actually trying to jump in that specific way, and then yeah, yeah, early days of game. So, so what do you think what do you think of the shrines in in Breath of the Wild? I really like the shrines. I think as well there's so much core of 3 empowerment of creativity and feedback. Yeah. And I really like that it has this puzzle character, but mm-hmm. it's all inside that that shrine, right? Yeah. Um so I really I really like that that part. And that there is multiple shrines as well that are connected to each other. Yeah. I was curious because you were talking about how there's not enough structure for you to Mm. feel, to exercise the creativity that you want. Is is a shrine an example of the right amount of structure? I think so. That, that, That would be like something I'm really engaged with. 
Yeah. When I know like, oh, okay, I need to activate that shrine. Right. How am I going to do this? Oh, I need this piece. Oh, I need that piece. And then I can combine it. And then uh, I need to create something to basically activate. I know I have like this mission, like this specific mission to do. Yeah. Mm, if I don't have that mission, if I'm just walking around like, oh, what is my next mission? And I can't find it. That is very frustrating for me. Yeah. Bonus question. How could you maintain the spirit of Breath of the Wild while also adding more structure to the whole experience? Mm, I think there could be certain like quests or hints. Like after you finish like one of the um, of the shrines, mm-hmm. it could give you a hint like, "Hey, why don't you go there?" Or something on the map that's like, "Hey, go go this way." Mm-hmm. find out what's there like something is hidden something mm-hmm. that sparks your curiosity and leads you towards that place like a new place which you haven't been because sometimes I actually walked in the wrong direction and I'm like oh no I was I was here already yeah. <sighs> why did I walk in that direction and I'm actually quite good at orientation usually yeah so I don't want to know how it is for people who don't have any clue about how to orientate on on bigger maps and the map is getting so big right so as big. well and then i'm like realizing like oh damn i can't actually go down here because i cannot climb down this hill because it's not like made for climbing here um i will just die again because last time i died so maybe not but <laughs> there's no entrance it's kind of like i'm stuck there so I was thinking, what if you had, cause I, cause what I wouldn't want is to just turn it into any other open world game with lots of like markers on the map and like mm. all these different things to do. What would be cool is maybe you complete a shrine and then you have an idea of where to go, but it's like a riddle. Yeah. They had, they kind of had that a little bit. With, it, maybe um, they the give shrines. you something or you actually, they had like people that you meet. I really like that. For example, that give you certain hints. Yeah. Mm, or you find you get a special object based yeah. on like accomplishing the shrine. So you and get a special that, object and it yeah. illuminates the way to the thing, but only temporarily. And maybe you only have like three uses of it. So mm-hmm. you can like see a path very, you can see where to go and you can see where the path is supposed to lead you. But like only one, you know, you like activate it and it's like a magic mm-hmm. flare or something. And then you, and then you can't see it anymore and then when you walk mm-hmm. up and start to get confused, you have the ability to activate it again. Or maybe it's yeah. maybe you it's a time-based thing. So it activates yeah, like every, a time-based booster every kind 10 of. minutes or something. Yeah. You can use it again. And that actually, I mean, boosters are a quarter of three, two, right? Yeah. So I think if you have certain boosters that you get when you're accomplishing the shrines, that could lead to quite a lot of engagement and would make it easier for people that need a little bit more guidance i think that's so interesting having boosters help you feel more core drive 2 development yeah right <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool i think that i think that would be awesome so um what now we're going to get into the next section which is uh gamify this where we choose a random industry and pretend as though a client has come to us from that industry and says hey we really love breath of the wild can you make this like breath of the wild can you make our app or or whatever like breath of the wild that sounds kind of crazy but it's it's happened before so mm-hmm. okay so our our 
business is entertainment, music, film, entertainment. or interactive. Media. Okay. Nice. I like that. Yeah. So it'll be up to us to decide what is the what is the business? What are they selling? Mm-hmm. So it's music, film, or interactive media. Are you excited about one of those or in particular? I'm really excited about music, but okay. you're really excited about film. I am. That's right. But you know, <laughs> and... <laughs> maybe it's a music video. <laughs> music film. Like music video, comp- like company that does music does videos. Music video. Is that a thing anymore? Music video. I haven't watched a music. Of course. Video in a long yes. Time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Totally a thing. <laughs> yeah. And they're also looking for revenue. So the revenue is their top business metric. That's the mm-hmm. other random thing that we just chose. Okay. Okay. So music film business looking for the most revenue. So we know that music videos are essentially ad based at this point, right? Hmm. Right. It's like, basically. I mean, basically, it's all about virality, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like spreading, spreading it, spreading it online because we don't have the TVs really anymore. I mean, we do, <laughs> but nobody really watches it right. there. There's yeah. YouTube, right? For yeah. sort of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what? So to back up, essentially, what we do when we work with clients is we do what's called a strategy dashboard, where we establish business metrics. And then player types and, and desired actions. What we're doing now is essentially a very, very shortened version of part of those processes. Exactly. And <clears throat> so we've got the entertainment business. They are in the business of music videos. And they want revenue as their most important business metric, i.e. everything that the app or, or website or whatever it is does needs to make them the most money possible. It needs to lead mm-hmm. to the most revenue. So then what we're going to do is define desired actions. So what do we want a user who's interacting with this to do? Um, I imagine watch a music video <laughs> is probably <laughs> one of the main desired actions. Yes, definitely. And then sharing it with their peers. Right, because right, you said virality, right? So, mm-hmm. so watching, it's all sharing. about the sharing. Um, how do they make money? Probably just through ads, are we going to say? Ad revenue, like YouTube, yeah over yeah. youtube but also it i mean music videos lead then again to cd sales or mm-hmm. to merchandise What's a or CD? i'm just kidding <laughs> come right. on cd sales and so i'm in korea right now and in korea actually cd sales are going up and i think korea and japan they're the really? two only countries where cd sales are going up still what is it like the rest vinyl? of the world it's like they it's like this it's cool collection like vintage sets. it's collection sets interesting yeah this vintage technology it's all about the collections they have like cards in there they have certain little collectibles inside the cds every there's four different versions of cds usually wow okay so so maybe so we want potentially people to collect cds why not um and as their as their desired action or dvds or something (laughs) the music video what's a dvd and actually be connected like the music video can be connected to the website and to the sales on the website Mm -hmm. um in like a form of like riddles for example that are inside the music videos as well 
Ooh, I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we're now we're talking about game techniques, um, <laughs> and uh, we're brainstorming essentially game techniques, and they're based on the core drive. So, what core drive is that? The riddle that's like core drive seven and core drive three. So unpredictable maybe curiosity. There's as well. also collections that you like collecting maybe words or something inside the mm-hmm. video. So yeah. in Breath of the Wild, right? You like collecting. Uh, potions and apples and like all sorts of things chili that's true core drive four stuff like that breath of the wild and then you combine them which is more core drive three right mm-hmm. so you combine them into a booster yeah so yeah. maybe it could be that you have the music video and inside the music video you yeah. are finding different little clues and if you combine them you yeah. can get a voucher or something like that for a for purchasing a CD on the website. Right. And it's a special limited edition CD. Mm-hmm. So it's part of a yeah. collection set. Core drive six as well. Scars yeah, yeah. Add some core drive so six. Make it more scarce. Yeah. Into there. Okay. All right. I like, Maybe I like time limit. Yeah. Yeah. There's like one per month or something like that. Like in the first 24 hours, if you find the clues, you get that discount code. So as m- th- that will lead to more and more and more people trying to find. And also people will rewatch the music video, right? That's the cool thing about that. Because if they can't find the clues the first time they watch it, yeah. they will rewatch it and say, oh, now I found it. Okay, great. Now I can go to the website <laughs> and yeah, then they so- will share it. It makes it vi- it creates virality as well because they want their friends to win that as well. So they have to reshare it or, or I mean, they have to rewatch it or they could share it. And if they share <laughs> it, then it gives them more clues. More mm, that'd puzzle. be cool too. Totally. Yeah. So the more like you share, that. the more information you get about solving the riddle and getting access to the, the, um, the reward of having the, of mm-hmm. the CD. Mm-hmm. And if you're the first one to do it, you get the CD for free or if the first 10 or whatever, something like that. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then, you know, maybe other some other, for it. yeah, maybe you get like a poster as well of the band or of the artist, or yeah. you get like a signed CD or something like that. This strikes me as like, there would have to be technology embedded in the or the music videos would just have to be really cleverly put together so it's hard they to need to be yeah they need to be very cleverly made put, put together like with little visual clues inside the story of the music video right like maybe there is a key or something like that that yeah. people need to find that have a certain symbol on it right. like like in breath of the wild really there yeah. you also kind of like you're in this world you don't really know what to find but like you can just wander around look at things and if you find something that looks interesting you kind of click on it and with the music video it could be a similar thing you kind of need to watch it maybe the storyline tells you things with the lyrics too Mm -hmm. and hints you towards doing certain things right the desired actions but like in a very sleek way so you can find things like in a treasure box or something like that. Yeah, in the background. yeah. Maybe, mm, I remember, you know, these like games where you need to find things, um, those like puzzle games where you need to find like certain clues on uh, on, a, on an image. Mm-hmm. So it could be like that, but in video form. Right? Yeah, in video form. It, w- it could be embedded in such a way that you have to, you have to actually like download the video and like pull it apart. Like you have to kind of, like people have to, 
screen cap the images and put them together so they can like put the words mm -hmm. together or maybe they're mm -hmm. maybe you put them together and the words are anagrams already so yeah. it's like there's multiple levels of puzzle solving because when it mm -hmm. comes to puzzle solving depending on how much interest is generated uh you need to account for the scale of the internet mm. you need to account for the fact that people you know will try to solve it like um bts did this right you have this army exactly. And you need to build uh, you need to build for the amount of users that you are expecting. And if revenue is the most important thing, you should expect the most users, which means you need to build Absolutely. puzzles that hundreds of people would need to work together to solve mm -hmm. as opposed to one mm -hmm. smart person could do it. Exactly. And that also creates a lot of quarter F5, right? In the end, um, social right. influence and relatedness, which actually creates long-term engagement together with quarter three, quarter seven. So that would be like the perfect combination really to make this also not just like a short-term thing, but something that creates engagement for a longer term and makes people feel like they're part of a community. It's not mm -hmm. just an artist, right? It's, it's actually like people that work together, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes like a fun puzzle solve. It's like a it's like an escape the room game in structure, <laughs> yeah. but it's like from music videos or mm -hmm. and and if you got enough music videos together, like you could have a very large game with lots of different interesting riddles mm. going and on. Actually, thinking of that, um, so in 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 Korean music or especially in K-pop and uh, BTS, for example, you actually have s stuff like that, like not exactly like we said now, but you have certain videos that have clues and that people are actually trying to find clues together. And there is like a whole universe that has stories aligned. So you can even do more than just one video, right? You can then say, okay, maybe we have this album, this, mm -hmm. this music video of this artist. And then we have another band of the same label, or we have the album for next year that is connected to that one and you can even do like more special rewards for that yeah yeah absolutely like having these like longer term mm -hmm. longer term very special rewards and prizes i was also thinking that you know people watch a lot of music videos on youtube i assume it's probably the main platform where it happens but you could have actually your own app because if you had an app, you would have more ability to track things like how many times has the user watched mm -hmm. this? You know, mm -hmm. if they watch it the first time, they get one clue. But if they watch it 10 times, they get a different clue. Mm -hmm. And each clue could give you an idea of what to do next. And then it becomes, because I was thinking about the Breath of the Wild thing. Like if you just threw all these clues out there, mm -hmm. then maybe the user doesn't know what they mean or why yeah. it should matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so, quite hard to find. Yeah. Right. If it's hard enough to find that one person can't do it and they need you need a bunch of people working together to figure it out, then that mm -hmm. means you need to also have some direction, some more of that core drive mm -hmm. to development mm -hmm. accomplishment that says, hey, you've been selected to be part of, although you've been selected to be part of is like the most scammy sentence ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> like hey, there's a riddle, can you figure it out? And, you know, the best place to look is over here. And, yeah. you know, look, and maybe it gives them like a, uh, like a timestamp. So now you have to watch the video again. And you're like, what happens at the timestamp? I don't know. Mm. And maybe see. also some 
Cordo has one, right? Um, yeah. Epic meaning and calling. Like, mm-hmm. you are the chosen one. <laughs> <Surface riddle. laughs> yeah, yeah, you are part of the group of people who are like actively solving the mm-hmm. riddle. Yeah, and and it could be a thing where, you know, if this was, you were talking about like a more long-term thing and, and bands had like a partnership with this app, then mm-hmm. they could not release their new CD until enough people figured out the riddle. Mm-hmm. So that could be like a big group quest. Yeah, and it can even be offline, right? offline yeah. events like you said armypedia where you basically uh get together finding clues to to find certain things like memories or like from the artist or like um right. clues that are related to the the riddle in the music video but people actually need to meet up together outside of the music video meet each other somewhere in this in the certain cities maybe and go to certain places yeah if this was an app that had location enabling and it had Mm. some kind of friend thing you could only find a riddle if two of you got together essentially Mm, that'd be really cool right and that also creates a lot of quarter five social influence and relatedness and you feel like oh and maybe you even make new friends right maybe you make new friends through that Right. Hey, we like the same music. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, that's something that really connects. Like if people listen to the same music, that is usually like how I found like most of my friends traveling, actually going to concerts, for example. Right. Yeah. And and you could have like uh, you could register yourself on this app, you're a user. And now you can see users in your area who are like down to solve Mm -hmm. riddles together. Actually maybe maybe even if like there could be a um a quest for different towns like different cities mm-hmm. and in like the city that wins for example there will be like a, a surprise uh concert for the people who have been like winning the game yeah so a you surprise can concert like that. i like that yeah i really like when you can sort of influence real world events through apps Mm -hmm. i think that makes it a lot more meaningful yeah yeah Yeah. this has been a very elaborate ambitious (laughs) app discussion (laughs) i just wanted to say that this is this is what we do um in our work and it includes brainstorming process that's actually far longer and more Mm -hmm. in depth than this Um, but we don't always stick with this many ideas this isn't because this, I mean, this app sounds amazing, but it would also be budget difficult to make. <laughs> Only that would be most, like Amazon yeah. would have to make it. Yeah, that would be need to be a, a client that has quite a huge budget. So actually, what we do is like um, we create a battle plan yeah. um, and a P feature list, and where we basically write down like all the things that we need to do in yeah. the experience. So like all the mechanics that we were brainstorming to get on a list and we basically give it a score that is power, motivational power and the ease of implementation. And there we go right with the client when they say like, okay, we have like just two developers and we <laughs> right. don't really have a lot of budget. We're yeah. obviously not going to go with like a super high uh, yeah. score uh, to <laughs> to create like, 
thousands yeah. of ideas, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And impossible, like, oh, we'll create real world concerts. They're like, no. Exactly. Like, I can't yeah, afford yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't have the logistics yeah. to put that together. I mean, if you have the partner, if you can get the partners, if you can get the logistics right, then yeah, go for it. Like sometimes we were actually surprised with clients when they say, like, oh, actually, I know this person who creates events. Right. Actually, we could partner up with them, even if they don't have the the right amount of budget. So yeah, exactly. There's always it, like the the limitations of each project are completely different the and the requirements. And that's what makes this uh, this work so fun. Exactly. So more to say about that or shall we call it for today? I think that was quite elaborative. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for this for like hours I think I know this I is, know this is real fun <laughs> felt like we were just getting started it was like okay exactly. it's like Pokemon Go meets like an escape room meets music videos meets yeah meets Zelda Breath of the <laughs> Wild Zelda right Breath of the Wild. yeah it's so simple it's, it's easy so simple so where can people find you on the internet Sabrina so I'm on the internet as at user adventure on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Great. Um, you can find can me. They, find you? they can find me. I'm glad you asked at Chris <laughs> underscore Tommaso on Twitter and uh, Chris at octalysisgroup.com. Yes. You can also write us an email uh, at random rewards at octalysisgroup.com or our private octalysisgroup.com uh, emails, which is chris at octalysisgroup.com or sabrina at octalysisgroup.com. Right. And you can also check out our Facebook Explorers group and go see our yes. case studies. Guess where? Octalysisgroup.com. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, w- I wish we had like a Pentium sound, like dun, 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 or something like that every time we said octalysisgroup.com. Yes, we should. It should yeah. be like an an octagon sound. How does an octagon sound? I don't know. <laughs> Is that the sound? <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to me. Just okay, that. guys, what do you think about Chris's sound? I think it's quite brilliant. <laughs> let's let's put that inside the octalysisgroup.com. Until our next rewarding time together. Right. Until, Hi guys. Oh, that's right. Until our next rewarding time together. Goodbye.